<clears throat> Been a minute. Hold on. How do I? How do I play the video? Where is it? Lots of new things in here. So All right, guys. Welcome to another edition of Texans Unfiltered. Uh, we are blessed to be joined by Antonio Camardi. David, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to uh, talk with me today. I'm super excited to talk to you. I see a potential cornerback one. I uh, can move very well. Does can play man to man very well. I think that he is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. He does things that are so amazing. So the competitor in him is special. special. Um, I'm excited, man. Excited, and man. I, and I, I can't wait to get there. I think it does really fit my skill set. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, somewhat of a special edition <laughs> for those who may have missed me. I'm here. For those that didn't miss me, hit the unsubscribe button. I don't really care. It's my platform. Uh, I am uh, joined tonight by Austin uh, with one of the series of hosts that we're going to have. So, Austin, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Um, and all that good stuff. Well, first things first, I uh, appreciate you letting me come on, James. Uh, I've been watching you since you, I think, started up. So wow. um, it's awesome to be here. I really haven't had much time lately. So, again, it's just a great time talking Texas with you guys. Uh, Y'all are an inspiration. Good job. Keep up the good work. Make sure to like and subscribe, these guys. Uh, but anyways, guys, my name is Austin Tucker. I uh, Some people might know me from Clutch City Sports. I did some Rockets coverage uh, earlier in the season mm -hmm. before we traded James Harden and uh, – just really like the future of where that franchise is going. I think they have some assets and some young talent, you know, moving forward. So I've always been a really big basketball uh, lover as well. But um, I will admit I'm a little rusty on uh, terms of the draft prospects this year. I could use a little catching up and stuff like that. But you guys can follow me at Zero Tucks Given, as you see on the screen, um, on Twitter. I don't have the big of a, t a Twitter following quite yet. I don't work too hard on anything like that. But um, I probably will start putting out some Texans content uh, under Clutch City Sports. Um, as well. So it's just one word, guys. Clutch City Sports, one word. You should be able to find it. It's very small for now, but uh, I'll get some time moving forward to, you know, to really put some effort into it. Just been busy with work. So um, thanks, for, thanks for bearing with me on that. Yeah, yeah. Work will do it. But that gold chain, that gold oh, you chain. Know that, you know what it is. A little drippy, <laughs> little drippy, my guy. For real, for real. My guy. Gotta do it. Uh, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. All right. Well, lots to talk about, lots to get into. Uh, I guess first, why I was gone. Uh, I'll be doing this once a month. I'll be hosting a show until we get training camp going. Then I'll jump right back in the saddle. Uh, just a lot of things. Work. I've, I've really been crazy working. If you follow me on Instagram, I closed the largest deal at the company I work for um, in the history of it. So it was $5.6 million a year, about $28 million over five years. So I was really chasing a bag for a little bit there. And uh, Congrats, man. that the bag that bag came so the bag is here uh i feel a lot better and and honestly just to cut back on some of this texan stuff right I had to clear my head lots of negativity around the team that's not who we are i think also we had to kind of resurface and and really kind of rediscuss who we are and uh what what our platform is so i think i got stuck into connections and contacts i made and wanting to know anything and everything that i could and it became a thing where people were asking for it on a constant basis. And I just, I don't want to search for that no more. So we will not be the breaking news. Uh, we will not be the breaking news uh, pod. We will not be sharing insider stuff. Uh, I haven't talked to Pat yet. He's joining us on the stream, but 
I don't want to be associated with anything breaking news. I don't want to know anything. Anything you guys ask me, if I know, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, there's just too much. So I'm back. I'm clear. I feel good. I know the Texans are a mess. I know there's lots of different issues. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I do think that there's still some stuff to talk about. I, I, you know, We still have Deshaun Watson as of right now. I'll give you guys my thoughts on Deshaun since you guys have not heard that from me. Um, but First, I guess let's get into it. Pat, uh, you, you just don't show your face. You just do a little, you just do an avatar. Oh, hi, Elaine and Ben. Elaine and Ben. Are you thinking of me? I got the two year old in here trying to get her to go to sleep in a little bit. Yeah, you were, yeah, you were thinking of me while you were laying there. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so, first things first, let's get to the Nick means business. I like it. I know a lot of people don't. A lot of people are just, no matter what they do, it's not going to. Uh, it's not going to equate to anything for them, no matter what it is. There's a there's a minister in the building. There's an uh, a owner who has no idea what the hell he's doing. So many different things happening. A, a coach that's not going to be here long term. Just all these different things that are happening with it. But I like the cuts. Nick Martin, get your ass out of here. You're tr you're trash anyways. I've been on your ass for three years. Goodbye. Get out. Inconsistent. So I like that. Uh, Duke Johnson, you know, a fan favorite, uh, but not worth the amount of money that he's going to get paid. Totally makes sense. They said they want to bring him back. Makes total sense. I don't think he'll be back. Uh, I think some team will probably pay him a little bit more than what we're willing to pay, especially with the restructure that we saw today from David Johnson. Um, I, I think for me, really, the question is, who's next, Austin? Like, who who else could be, could be on the chopping block? I have a list. Um, and I, I really think that this will be the path we go on. Again, no inside source. I don't know anything. I'm just a guy. Um, but I have some names. Austin, do you think Nick's done making cuts? I don't. Not, I don't think so. And I don't think he should be done making cuts. Uh, I think we can probably all agree on that. But um, I don't think we're going to get much for BMAC. I can see him being cut. Um, unfortunately, I love, I love the guy. Um, I don't know if there's a way to kind of switch his position up. But I think he'd be next in the block um, if I had to guess. But to be honest, I haven't really given it much thought. I think Merciless really bites you in the ass, right, if you get rid of him at this point. Um, so you guys probably know more than I do when it comes to that. So I like your thoughts, especially Pat. Especially, Man, I, Pat. I, 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 I especially, honestly, Pat. like, have no idea because um, I didn't even know they Pat. restructured David Johnson until James just said something. So, like, really? um, I'm – like and when you talk about disconnected and like completely out of the loop, um, I didn't know for like three days that they had hired Pep Hamilton. Um, man, like it just, I had, I have completely disconnected. Not talking to anybody. I mean, if I do talk to anybody, it's not even about trying to gain any insight or anything like that. So, um, I like the idea that Nick Martin got cut. Um, but as far as the next guy, I could see BMAC, maybe. But that depends on what Lovey wants to do, right? Because, I mean, what if he's going to run a 4-3, a, a then they're going to need a middle linebacker guy, and who do they really have that can fill that position as of right now until they – unless they sign somebody else. So I think he would fit that role perfectly. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, Merciless, like you said, Austin, it's way too much dead cap to cut him. They would have to trade him um, or he'd have to retire. Um so I, outside of that, I don't see anybody else that's really like a, a significant savings that they can uh, they can cut at this time, really. 
Yeah, so I think um, I I don't even know if it's about savings. I think it's more about culture and building the future. Um, I think that this is a year that they can afford to take some hits, and so they probably will. They're not going to be competitive anyways. So I, I think there's going to be some names that people are shocked about. I think Whitney's one of them. I think Bradley Roby's one of them. And I also think BMAC is either traded or cut. Um, that's just my thoughts. I think Wit has to be gone. Um, there, there's no reason to have him on the squad. Uh, Roby, with everything that happened at the end of the season and his uh, his lack of interest in the team and competing, um, I think that's going to come back. Uh, I don't think Nick's going to deal with that BS. Uh, and then BMAC, it's just going to be hard. Um, I, I just, especially if Tyrell Adams does get a deal, I think that's a waste of money for the team, especially given where we're at. Uh, you could draft another guy next year. I don't want us to sign Ty- Tyrell Adams, but you know, rumors out there that, that they are going to sign him. But I, I like what Nick's doing. I think Nick's building, you know, he's building towards the future. He understands the situation he's in. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, like he's cutting guys that should have been cut. They should have never made it to their second contract, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Nick Martin is the most inconsistent player on that entire offensive line, and that's saying a ton. Um, so, you know, it kind of is what it is, but – I like what Nick's doing. I like the path he's on. He's coming in. He means business. He's not taking any BS, and he's just doing what he's supposed to do. So I'm, I'm all for it. Um, all right, let's get to – any. you guys got anything else on that? I mean, I like the restructured DJ. Should we talk about that a little bit? I actually like it. I know it's still a little bit of a higher price tag than what people wanted. Um, but they saved – You know, I think it was like $4.6 million or something like that. Austin, you got any thoughts? I never thought I'd be saying it, but I actually love it too. Um, I don't know what the exact salary cap savings on it. Um, but I thought we had to keep one of the guys, whether it was Duke or David. Um, and, you know, didn't he average his, high, his highest um, yards per carry with us? I mean, even though it was, the lowest, it was because of the last two games of the season. But I just like the way he started running at Dan. I, I mean, whatever the mental state of mind he had to go through and all the, um, I guess, the uh, sessions he had to, you know, go through and all that stuff. Like, whatever you have to do, you got to do it. It's, it's tough being a competitor. So um, I can I can get down with that. I just like the pep in the step at the end of the season. I'm willing to give him another shot with a better uh, O-line, uh, maybe a, n- a new scheme. So I love it. I just don't know what the, the, the savings are exactly quite yet. Yeah, I think I think with David, um, you know, the mental health aspect, I think I can relate to more than anything. I think sometimes uh, whether, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a football player. I'm not I am. I'm not an athlete anymore. But like just the competitive aspect of your personality can overtake. Um, what were you uh, raising your eyebrows about, Pat? Because I said I'm not an athlete anymore. That's what I thought. Um, uh, anyways, um, I think, um, I don't, I totally forgot where I was going with that. Um, you said you could relate to it, but. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you can, I can relate to the understanding of like, like in my job sales, high pressure, high performance, uh, you know, it's something that you have to do. And if you're not performing, you're not rewarded, you're not succeeding in life. And I think football and, and just athletics and general sports, mm-hmm. You, you have to be competitive, and I think you have to take that mental break, and you have to be mentally prepared to understand what you're taking on. And so I can see how that equated to the football field. Uh, some people laugh at it, but that's just kind of the world we live in. Mental health is a real thing, and uh, I, I think it's I, I think it makes a ton of sense. So, you know, $6 million, uh, I think, with incentives uh, is DJ's deal. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of the year, he looked good. Uh, I, I, you know, I have no complaints. And, and then in the opening of the season, he looked good too. Um, so, you know, against the chiefs, he had that great run. So there's still some in the tank. Um, I, I'm all for it. Uh, Pat, you got anything? All right. Goodbye, no, I mean, I, no, no, I'm good. I, I'm good with the, the restructure. I think it, the guaranteed should have been a little bit less obviously than what it was. Can you be quiet? 
we're talking important stuff here. <laughs> this is what I'm dealing with. Um, so I think they could have maybe brought his number down, but keeping, especially with him being, what, 29 going into the year next year, I'm going. So I just, I don't know. Yeah. I think they're going to need to find another running back in the agency in the draft. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just some guy that nobody's even thinking about. Practice squad guy. Uh, I don't expect them to spend a lot of money on on running back for this season. Uh, a lot of lots of talks in the comments about Will Fuller. Um, I, mm-hmm. I don't think Will Fuller's back. I think there's already a report that uh, Aaron Wilson put out. Reddit is a great place to get information outside of Twitter because Twitter can be super addicting. So I just cut off Twitter completely. Reddit is great because you can just see the news and then move past and go to Wall Street bets and understand where you need to put your money. So. Um, but I, I, Will Fuller gone, yeah, I, w- I would expect him probably to go to Green Bay. I mean, they already called about him at the trade deadline. The price was a little too high. Uh, Green Bay makes a ton of sense. Uh, him opposite of Devontae Adams would be an extremely interesting uh, wide receiver package. And uh, I, I love it. I don't see Will Fuller going to the Cardinals. Uh, I don't see Kleiner going to the Cardinals. We'll talk about the Cardinals in a little bit because I think J.J. made a mistake, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, outside of that, I, I don't really know too much else. I'm not draft savvy yet. I haven't really dug into the draft. Also, we don't have a first and second round pick. So for me to dig in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, that's, that's really like a, a eight hour day uh, to really understand like who's going to be there. It's not like these top picks. So, um, we'll get it more into the draft, uh, as we get closer, but, um, there's always cap space, Sid. There's always cap space, no matter what, it's something you can manipulate and make happen. So, um, there, anybody can make it work. All right, let's get to Deshaun Watson. I think that's what people are actually here for. Uh, all right, so Deshaun Watson, tons of issues. Yeah, I'm the guy that held the rally. Yeah, I'm the guy, all that other good stuff that you guys, you know, um, I, I talked to Quincy. Cool. Uh, I don't talk to Quincy anymore, uh, just so everybody knows. Um, but, yeah, uh, uh, let's start with the Texans organization. Uh, I think they're handling this the exact way that you should handle this no matter what the outcome is trade them not trade them really doesn't matter uh i do i think that the organization messed up i do you know you definitely don't tell an employee let alone your best employee that they're going to be a part of a process they're not a part of um i'm kind of out of the loop on some of the things that were said and haven't been said you know i i don't buy the report that he met with david coley last friday um it doesn't make any sense to me why he would meet with david coley um considering the fact that he, they already knew that he was going. Uh, he already told Nick or David told Nick. It doesn't make any sense for him to meet with David Coley, whether it be Zoom or in person. I, I just I don't buy it. Um, Pat, you have a smirk if you want to put out a tweet about whether he I did mean, or I didn't. Can, that's fine. I can, I can uh, tell you 100 percent that he did. So okay, I, I still don't believe it. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, it, it just doesn't make it. It doesn't make any sense. It, it makes zero sense for him to meet with David Coley and tell him I just want to be traded. It, 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 he, they already knew that. They already, out of respect. Respect for what? He hasn't even been there. He hasn't answered the phone. He hasn't answered the text messages. They're working with David. What What does Deshaun need to do now? I I, I just, I don't know. Just, he, he knows Cully, and they, you know, they had their little bit of time at the Pro Bowl or whatever Pro it was. Bowl. Um, but they've got, you know, it's mutual respect, and that's just a... That's just a respectful thing to do is, you know, at least give the guy the time of day to... Um, try to talk you into it or try to have his peace with you. But, you know, if you're stuck in your ways and he's stuck with his, uh, his mindset that he doesn't want to be here, then it is what it is. But I think it was just a respect thing for Coley. Either way, Coley's just a stand-in, so he's not the future. Mm-hmm. Sean Watson, I do think he is traded. 
Um, I think he's traded uh, on draft night. And if he's not traded on draft night, it's because we didn't get the package that we were looking for. And he's going to have to sit out for the year. Um, but I do think that the Texans are doing everything they can. They're saying everything they can. You know, should he be a part of the future? Sure. Uh, but I think he's he's dug in way too deep at this point. I think David has him way too deep to be able to really pull out of this. I don't think this is a situation that can be corrected. And Deshaun saves some face. I think I think Deshaun's got to go, to be honest with you. Austin, what are your thoughts on everything going on with Deshaun Watson? It's really, really hard for me. Um, just like everybody else, obviously. But, um, yeah, my gut tells me we got to get rid of him um, for his own for his own benefit, right? But um, at what cost, right? So, I just don't – I think if he were to stay, it would just get contaminated. He's not going to be like James Harden and, and do what James did, right? But um, I think it's just going to it's just gonna tear him apart in the locker room apart if he's got to deal with the pain and suffering um, and staying in the locker room here. So and knowing that we're not going to compete with or without him, uh, it's just going to be a, you know, a punch of the gut every damn game, every damn Sunday you go out there. So, um, you know, I'd like to get, you know, if we can get four first-rounders and two players, I, I think that's what the going rate is at this point. But – Who's gonna be? Who's gonna bite? You know, who's gonna bite that? So I don't see anybody doing it. I don't see anybody doing it right now. I think they're gonna try to drag it on, maybe try to get him after after draft night for a discount, whatever it might be. But yeah, I don't see him staying here either. You know, I love him. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely love him. I mean, I think he's, I think he's, he's what you look for, right? Not just from like a talent perspective, but also from a person, like a personality mm -hmm. perspective, and who he is as a person, genuine, authentic. Um, he's a leader. You know, you, you want to keep those guys. Those aren't guys you ship off. And, mm -hmm. you know, to trade them, it makes no sense. But mm -hmm. Professor 7823705 makes a lot of sense. It, it really has a lot to do with the dead cap. $21.4 million uh, in dead cap if mm -hmm. traded. It, it you, you can't, like, sure, this year is a wash. So if you're going to take a hit, you take it now. But um, I don't know. I, that's a hard pill to swallow. And no matter what the return is, it's still not going to be enough. Um, now to Deshaun. Do I think Deshaun's handling this right? I think it's really hard for me to not side with a player, especially Deshaun. Um, but I do think that he's being – I think he's being a little bit pre-Madonna to me. Um you know, you, you were I understand that I don't like the whole contract thing. I don't I don't get into the contract aspect. I don't think that like the contract is a reason for um, for a player to stay. Any player uh, in any sport that has the opportunity to add money to their bank account is going to take that opportunity. So I, I don't really see a reason to hold him to the contract. David put him in a position to sign the largest contract he could sign. He did it. And that that's that. But I do think that the way he's handling the situation and the way David is trying to strong arm the organization um it, it sucks you know but at the end of the day like he wants what's best for his client and what's best for his client if we're all being honest is not being a texan no matter mm -hmm. how you do it mm -hmm. no matter no matter how you phrase it no matter what you say it, it it doesn't make any sense for him to be a texan it doesn't help this team now anyways the 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 relationship is is past the point of repair um you make the decision to trade him and you do it on the night that you can get the most out of him. And that's going to be draft night. And I do think that I think there's teams out of there out there that that people aren't talking about. I know the Jets and Miami and Carolina are the three teams that are people are talking about. Sure, the Bears. Um, I do think the Bears probably get a deal done with Russell Wilson, to be honest with you. But 
Um, I think that, you know, Oakland is a dark horse. I think there's a lots of teams that would be willing to give up quite a bit to grab Deshaun Watson. And I think it'll be a team that comes out of nowhere. What's up, John? Hey, do you hear me? Yeah. yeah what's, up, man? what's going on, John? Hey, I'm just excited James is on again. I haven't seen him in forever. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I was not expecting that. <laughs> <I> go, <laughs> you know, I, I go speaking to dude every week for four years and, you know, pretty much haven't heard very much of him for the past three months. So I had to hop back on. Other than our emergency cast that disappeared into the ether, that was the best show ever, but we're not allowed to talk about it or anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can't talk about that one. No, it's good to be back. I'm glad. It's fun to be able to talk about it. It, It's crazy because, like, this is the, like, normally these are the, like, the hard episodes, John. Like, these are the episodes where, like, we're trying to find content and, like, we're doing it weekly and, like, there's just not a lot out there. But of course, you know, with the Texans and what what they're going through, there's always something. So, um, yeah, it's turned into a regular snow popper. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so ultimately, I do think he's traded. I think he's traded uh, draft night. Um, and if not, I don't think he'll be traded at all. I, if he's not traded on draft night, I, he is going to be a Texan. There's nothing that can be done. Yeah. They're not going to trade him a year after it. They're not going to trade him two years after it. He can sit out as long as he wants. That tells me their deal, their heels are completely dug in, and there's nothing that they can do about it, or there's nothing he can do about it. They're going to prove a point. Yeah. And you also got to keep in mind like the business perspective, right? If, if, if Cal signs off on this trade, there are 31 other owners who are going to rip his throat out for opening up Pandora's box and giving players the power. This is not the NBA. This is not something we see. This is not the normalcy in the NFL. And we see it in the NBA, right? I mean, Austin, you you cover the Rockets. I'm a diehard Laker fan. I grew up watching watching basketball my entire life. You know, the NBA has always been about the players. But, you know, there's only five starters. It, it plays. You have the best player on your team. You're going to be competitive no matter what. In the NFL, it's just not the case. Even with Deshaun Watson, we just saw him have one of the best statistical years of a quarterback in the history of the NFL, and we went four and twelve. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. But I, I do think that four first is probably where it starts, and there's going to have to be players involved. Well, they have to find the right quarterback. Like, that's what it comes down to. The only way that Deshaun is getting traded is if the Texans are comfortable with whatever quarterback they get back in return, whether or not it's a draft pick to pick one of these rookies, whether or not it's a, another young quarterback that's out there. Otherwise, the Texans do hold the leverage because that cap hit, you keep Deshaun and he sits out for the year, they save $20 million. They trade him, they have a $24 million cap hit. That's the leverage, and I don't understand why that keeps getting buried. Um, even Texans cap, when I was talking to him on, on Twitter about it, he said, it's just because do they want 12 months of bad publicity? Well, obviously they put their fingers in the ear and they just, they go la 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 and say prayers all day because they obviously don't give two rats asses about publicity or Easterby would be gone. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Um, I, I do want to address this. I, I don't think Quincy and David are snakes. I think, Quincy and David are doing Quincy's doing what's best for his best friend and David's doing what's best for his client. At the end of the day, that's really all it boils down to. It's not, it's not anything more than that. David's job is to like magnify Deshaun Watson and maximize who he is as a player and a talent and a marketable quarterback. Uh, He makes more money. If he goes to a market that signs endorsement deals and all these other things, David makes a cut of that. 
So that plays a part. And David is really freaking good at what he does. He might be the best. He probably is the best because he's a cutthroat. He's cutthroat. He Once he's set in his ways, that's all there is to it. And so, you know, I don't think they're snakes. I think they're just looking out for a guy who's 25, you know, doesn't have, didn't have a father figure, has somebody, two people to lean on that can help him, help guide him through this process. I don't think Deshaun woke up one day and said, you know what? I hate the city of Houston. I want out of here. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think he realizes that he's used to winning and this franchise is never going to do that. I need to win. It it becomes addictive just so everybody understands when you win, it's an addictive feeling. You want to continue to win. And when you don't for a while, you feel like you don't feel like yourself. And so um, he wants to get back on track to winning. Um, Austin, what else you got on this? (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, a hundred percent agree. I think that the, uh, the trades that we made uh, for, you know, getting getting rid of Clowney uh, for Conley and just like those like little those little trades that we were making uh, in the midst of the season a couple years ago. If those hit, I think we're in a position to compete. But the fact that that we really compounded the, the problem by not putting like Jacob Martin in a position to succeed, not giving him the snaps. We don't even know what the hell we have still. Right. So if we were to actually give these guys snaps, we'd have a, a maybe a positive outlook on the season. But we don't know what we have from these little trades, I think, that could have made the difference. I mean, Laramie, that was a trade in itself that I think was is fine. It's warranted. I can't sleep at night sometimes. But what are you going to do? I, I think that Deshaun's fine with that. I think those little moves could have, could have put us in a position where he's a little bit more like motivated to, to go out there and compete for us this season. But, yeah, he wants to win. Um, I think he's got to do what he's got to do. I, I agree with you from an agency standpoint. But also from – uh, operational standpoint of the Texans. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna suck one year, you might as well choose this year, right? I mean, you can try to save money. It's just like what the Rockets are doing with their tanking, right? They don't have they can't have fans in the stadium anyways. So what's the point? Uh, might as well try to tank it out where you're not gonna make money anyways. And they like they probably never really care from a reputation standpoint keeping Jack in the building. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> Jack. I don't know. I mean. That, that conversation, all these skits and funny comedies and everything that people are doing, it, it's cool. It's great for clicks. It's whatever. Uh, sure, he, he's an idiot. He shouldn't be charged with any football operations. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't have the power he has. But at the end of the day, he does. We have to wake up. Hope one day that Cal wakes up and realizes he made a mistake. And if so, you know, then maybe we'll be into greener pastures. But until then, like this Jack Easterby saga is just going to be a forever thing. It's just there's just nothing we can do about it, and I, I prefer not to just bitch about somebody that's Jack Easterby. I don't know, just some pastor is what it is. Well, I mean, pretty much their only hope of getting rid of Easterby is next year the Texans legitimately are going to end up with their number one pick without Watson, and they lose the locker room when they do so. If the locker room stays relatively positive. <laughs> Easterby still going to be around wins or losses no matter what. But the only way that I can see him possibly being being let go is if the locker room just goes utterly chaos when they start to lose. Because, you know, he gets a lot of credit for building these great locker rooms in New England. But first off, you've got Belichick, who's just that weird personality anyways. And winning's easy. It's easy to be happy when you're winning. When next year without Deshaun, no matter what sort of trade return we get, it's going to be an awful year to watch Texans football. So, we're... Patty. Yeah, I think 
this kind of plays out similar to what, like, in my opinion, this, I've said this from the beginning, like, if they hired Gully, that he's kind of like, um, oh, boy, now I'm drawing a blank on his name, the, the head coach for the Astros right now, where he's just kind of filling in, right, getting them over this hump, getting them through this, all this Dusty Baker. All this, Dusty Baker, yeah. He's so – um, David Culley is, you know, the Texans' Dusty Baker. He's that guy that's going to come in that the players are going to, you know, maybe not so much gravitate to, but they're going to respect um, and kind of buy into some of the things that he's saying. Um, he's not a guy that's going to kind of, you know, come in and throw, try to throw his weight around like Bill O'Brien was doing. He's going to be that change of pace and, um, you know, just kind of get guys settled back down and get their emotions right. And, you know, they may not be – you know, obviously super successful underneath them. I know the Astros were, I guess, what, decently successful with Dusty last year, and we'll see what happens this year. Um, but he's just kind of like a bridge, you know, head coach, and everything up in the front office and everything like that, that's all set. Like, it's nothing's going to change, and um, the only thing that's going to change is if something incriminating comes out on anybody up there, and I doubt any of that will ever happen. So it's just one of those things, unfortunately, we just got to kind of roll with the punches regardless of who's going to be the quarterback or, you know, the running back or wide receivers, whatever. Um, we're just in a shitty situation right now as fans. So. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, let me ask you guys this. Uh, we'll just do uh, – I guess we'll have a conversation about it. But is any of this happening – and, uh, Austin, I'll start with you – if Bill O'Brien is still here? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, I honestly do not think so. <laughs> I never, that's a great question. I don't think it would be this bad if we had Billy O back, but um, uh, to kind of go back a half step, actually, I kind of think um, what, like how you were reiterating with Dusty Baker, I kind of think it's very comparable to Steven Silas with the Rockets too, to dealing with what he had to deal with this year and the way he not necessarily, not necessarily he's gravitating his players, but he definitely commands their respect. And even more so coming with, uh, you know, he has, I think, roughly 20 years of experience. You know, Coley's got even more, I think, right? Um, I hope that we can actually see uh, the X's and O's come out uh, when we when we see the Texans play. But to be honest, I'm, I'm feeling pretty negative about Silas's uh, ability to to get out of his own way, I think, and, and kind of open his um, creativity on the basketball court. So I can see a lot of comparables between the Texans and the Rockets right now. Hopefully, uh, Sunday we, we see a little bit different regardless of who's our, our quarterback. But um, – that's all I had to say. So go ahead. Yeah, John. I don't. I don't want an eleven-game losing streak. Right. <laughs> I don't. I don't want that. But I feel like we might get one of those this year. John, is this situation any better if Billy O was still here? If Billy O is still here, this can of worms never gets opened. So yeah, it's a better situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, if Billy O is still here. And Casario gets hired, the whole thing never even comes up. Yep. Because that's just one of those like the Bill O'Brien recognizing that he's over his head and somebody's going to come in, and it's not a story for the entire the entire season. So part of why this is such an issue is after every loss, they would ask Deshaun questions about who the next head coach would be, about who the next GM is going to be, like what's the future in store for. If Bill O'Brien's still here, those questions are never asked, and. I mean, maybe even on top of that, just Bill O'Brien's personality. Like, I mean, he let Easter be in the building, but I think that he would be aware, more aware of what's actually going on outside NRG, whereas Cal has just, you know, completely shut himself down. And Casario has admitted that 
that Easterby helped him with his marriage. So he has a huge blind spot, huge blind spot. And until that blind spot's broken down, I mean, it just is what it is. Pat, what are your thoughts? Is it the same if Billy O was here right now? All right, Pat's not paying attention. Um, I I think um, ultimately uh, I agree with uh, Houston Texans talk. I think if Billy would have made it all the way to the end of the season, I think Jack would have been fired. I truly believe that. I, I really believe that Jack would not be here. I think he would have seen – we all think one thing – or most people think one thing of Billy O, and they think that, that he, you know, he was a cancer to the culture, he demanded too much and things like that. But the one thing that he really did do is all, and and they players said it after he was gone. He always had the players back, always. That was never a doubt in their mind. Billy Bill O'Brien always had the players back, and if the players would have brought up some of the stuff that was happening with Jack Easterby, I, I truly believe that he would have been able to get Jack Easterby gone. And or or if anything, if he would have made it through the end of the season, I think both him and Jack would have been gone. I think that him more likely. I think that would have been more likely. Completely, completely clean house, but yeah. So I mean, it kind of is what it is. I, I miss Billio uh, with all of this going on. Um, the, the, I, like it's kind of crazy to think about, but like I, I, I really do. I, I really don't think any of this would be happening. None of it. I don't yeah, think how we would see? Uh, we would have not have seen Deshaun take off like he did either. It's, I mean, statistically speaking, you would not have had that season. Thus, you probably wouldn't have had the ego or whatever he's going through right now, right, because of that as well. So almost on two fronts, you could actually see it not happening. Yeah, I, and I, Paul, I agree. I don't, I don't think the baby mama stuff was real. I, I really don't. You're, you're, not, you're not a baby mama guy, but then you're also, you're also uh, you know, going to take 10 minutes out of your press conference to talk about social uh, or systematic racism in this country. Those two just don't go hand in hand. Okay, he was the first white head coach to come out and use his platform to talk about that at the lengths that he did. Um, and when we talked to DJ, I, I think the baby mama comment got falsely attributed to Bill O'Brien when it was probably used to be. I think, I think that Easterby. might actually be. I think that's part, kind of like the root of a lot of the issues the players have with Easterby is things like that sound like things that he would say, especially if you watch his his crappy sermons. Like he would try and say it joking around and he, he's a, I mean, he's, he's a goofball. He's a, 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 to put it nicely, like he's so awkward that he probably said something like that joking around and it's gotten blown out of proportion and guys outside heard secondhand stories about it. And of course we attributed it to Bill O'Brien when, cause I remember at that time, no one really knew or cared who Jack Easterby was. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, all right, let's get to uh, let's get to JJ Watt. You know, I guess this will be the last time we probably mention him, which is kind of great for me. Um, I <laughs> look, I, I can care less any about JJ Watt. To me, he's still the second best Texan uh, in Texans history. Uh, Andre Johnson is and will forever be the number one Texans player in my in my heart. Uh, JJ had more success on the field. Uh, but Andre dealt with a lot, a lot more uh, adversity, in my opinion. I think if 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 Andre had Deshaun for just four years, um, he'd he'd be it'd be insane what he was able to do. But JJ Watt, great player, great player. But I'm so glad his corny ass is gone. I don't want to see any more of of Captain America stuff and all this other stuff. 
I think it's funny that the guy that there was like, okay, so just to take it back, JJ uh, Watt signs with the Cardinals. To me, I think that was the biggest mistake that he could have made. Cliff Kingsbury will likely be gone within either at the end of this season or at the end of the 2022 season. Cliff is not meant to be an NFL head coach. He wasn't meant to be a college head coach. I want to take um, so you know. Yeah. I mean, the guy's not, the guy's not, yeah, no, he's not head coach material. He's not going to be able to handle that locker room. Um, and they're going to be gone. I don't also, I just don't buy Kyler. I, I don't buy Kyler yet. I want to see him do it for another year or two before I say that Kyler's should, should be up there. Um, and I think he signed for the money. They could have reports and say that he turned down more money for the Colts. He turned down more money from, I think it was the Bills or Browns. It was the Browns. Browns and Colts offered more money. I don't buy it. I, I don't. I think they I think they said that to save face. I think they sent that out to the media, let them know what they were offering. But I don't think that was truly the case. I think Arizona offered him the most money. Um, and he had to take where this was his last chance. He wasn't going to sign another deal like this. At the age of 34, he's not going to sign another deal like this. He had to take the money that he got. I think Arizona is a trash. I, I think they're going to be trash. I, I really don't think they're going to be any good. I think the same season from last year will be the same season they had have this year. Um, and I think he made a mistake. I think he should have went to the Bills. I think if he would have went to the Bills, I think um, I think McDermott would have used him right. I think he would have probably lessened his snaps. I think he would have found a way to fit him into his defense. He might have been more of a situational pass rusher. Maybe that's what he didn't like about the Bills. They were probably very honest with him and told him. Uh, you're not the same guy, but you can be in certain times and certain snaps. And I think that hurt his ego. And I think he just went wherever the money was. That's just me. That's just me. I disagree. I don't think it was money. Okay. I think you're close, but I don't think it was money. I think it's stats. So yeah. So that that tweet, that tweet today, that was the, that is a tweet that we have been, I've been screaming that from the highest mountaintop in the world. I don't have the tweet reference, but I saw it on, uh, on Reddit, but basically he says that one coach, uh, one former coach of the Houston Texans says that JJ Watt was one of the most self, self selfish players that he's been around. And he was all about the stats and never about the team. I've screamed that for years. It's on tape. You can see it. It is a very valid point. Anybody who watches film while they agree that he is great, he demands double and triple teams and all those things. It's a hundred percent crystal clear but a lot of the issues we had on defense just this last season was the fact that jj watt freelanced it was more about getting his stats up and uh i I, i'm glad he's gone i know most people hate to hear that uh, but you save 17 million dollars and i'd rather have that 17 million dollars go somewhere else than than to jj watt to be 100 percent yeah i just went to sean's pocket (laughs) right all that money went right to him so yeah i 100 agree um he wasn't moving along the line this this past season, season as much as he used to, but he just, you know, undisciplined maneuvers, you know, undisciplined playing. So, anyways, I, I love JJ, don't get me wrong. I pretty much became a Texans fan when he, you know, his first season here, really. So, um, but, yeah, I, I think it's a combination of both. I think it was some of the stats uh, that we already knew about. Um, definitely got more concerned about the rumors with him and Hop and stuff like that. So, I think, I think we have a reason to believe that it could be both. Um, you know, I'm a t- Texas Tech Red Raider, so I get what you're saying about Cliff. Definitely didn't deserve a job, in my opinion. But um, and then Kyler's throwing the ball like another 10, 10 attempts per game over Deshaun. That's why his stats are so big, right? He, he plays in that air raid offense basically and throws the ball another 10 times per game, from what I remember seeing uh, when I was looking last year. Is that correct? Because I know he's just throwing the ball, yeah, off yeah. The off, right? yeah but so, he, was, he was he was throwing him game. short throwing him short a lot. There wasn't a lot of uh, downfield action, a lot of it was. Right. Five six yard outs to DeAndre, kind of 
Kind of the how like how the Texans used them, except it was on one side of the field. I think it was the left side of the field, right? Well, also, don't yeah. Well, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins was literally only on the left side of the field. But mm-hmm. before we trash Kyler Murray, he did play with a sprained um, AC joint and a throwing shoulder towards the end of the season, which is why his stats kind of kind of dropped towards the end. So I, I, I mean, we you can criticize criticize the kid, but at the same time, kind of also putting in context. That's why the short passes and why. I, the offense really did fall off towards the end there. And also the NFL did kind of, the NFL kind of figured them out. Let's not lie. Like the NFL figured them out. So there was a lot of factors going into that. Now to get back a little bit about JJ and like, I'm okay with him leaving. It sucks. And it's kind of, it's painful because I mean, he has been the Texans. There was times where he was, it felt like he was the only Texan worth kind of going for. Um, but he's not that same player anymore. But I, I kind of agree with James. He he decided on the Cardinals because they're going to put him in a position where he can go get stats for two years. He can go get paid for two years. In two years, he will be able to go sign and be a situational pass rusher and really truly chase a, a ring and not be a full-time player. But I think that when he was shopping around, he kind of realized that it's like, hey, this is my last chance to be a full-time player. I don't want to go anywhere where I'm going to be situational. I want money. And I want it to be in a defense that's going to let me pile up a couple more, a couple more stats. Because let's be honest, like Watt doesn't become the player he is if he wasn't stat hungry. Like that's what motivated him. Like I don't fault him for being greedy because that's how he got great. Like that's just what it is. But he's just he's not ready to quite let go, which is part of a part of the reason why I can agree with the Texans just letting him go mm-hmm. because he was still wanting to be treated like Watt and. He didn't, wasn't ready to take that step back. Yeah, if I may, that's another thing to think about with money, right? Um, there's money on two fronts, your actual you know, salary and whatnot, but then your endorsements. There's no other big-name player on the Cardinals' defense. He is the, he is the biggest Chandler name. Jones. You, I mean, you could you argue they're, they're tit-for-tat. They're a perfect complement to each other at this point in their careers. But, you know, when you think about it, I, I think that's, that's definitely got something to do with it in terms of being a big-name player on that defense. And still maintaining. Well, I mean, JJ. Part, let Let's be real. Like a lot of JJ. Part of it is this persona that he's built. That's why he's a big name. Usually, it doesn't matter even with the stats that he's had. He plays defense. You really don't know who he is unless he has like this big, larger than life Captain America persona. So Chandler Jones is right behind JJ in a lot of, and a lot of, and most stats. Like Chandler Jones is right there. But he doesn't. He's a quiet guy. He doesn't have this big wrestling, world wrestling, um, entertainment uh, personality like JJ does. Well, and he doesn't have the name. I mean, ultimately, I think that's what what Austin was trying to get yeah. to is like I JJ's gotcha. name carries weight. JJ is uh, he's he's looked at as a star still to this tickets. day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's got to sell tickets, and he still sells jerseys. Um, fun fact: not one Texan was in the top twenty of jersey sales in twenty twenty. Just so everybody. Just throw that out there. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, look, go get your money. That's fine. He can go to Green Bay and retire and play the last two seasons. He's also got a career in, in announcing and broadcasting in his future. JJ is going to be fine money-wise. So I guess for me, that's kind of why I was surprised. You know, if, if CBS gives Tony Romo 10, 10 years, $150 million, you know, JJ Watt's probably going to get – a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. And so past his career, he would have an opportunity to make some money and he could have spent not his prime, but he could have spent some good years 
on a better defense and a better situation. And I think ultimately for me, that that's kind of what it comes down to. But I'm glad he's gone. I really could care less about JJ. The last three years of JJ, uh, I, I'm surprised he got that deal given his injury history. I think that's probably the biggest thing for me that I can't believe somebody committed $23 million to a guy who's only played, what, two seasons in the last five. That's that's an, that's an insane amount of money. Mm-hmm. I think he's what, like, got nine sacks or ten sacks, ten sacks in the last two seasons, I think. Yeah. And uh, especially for a guy, what, he had like six last year, right? Five, I think. Okay, so five yeah. sacks. Come on. I mean, that's crazy. Um, yeah, Buda Baker is their best player on the Cardinals. I forgot about him. He's, he's a Hand, hands down. Hands yeah. down. Well, I'd take Chandler over Buda, but uh, yeah. I, I prefer a pass rusher over safety. But mm-hmm. um, I think Chandler is on pace to break JJ's record after this season for most sacks in five seasons or something like that. Or I don't know. There's some, some stat. I forgot what it was. But um, yeah. All right. Uh, I don't have anything else. John, is there anything that you wanted to go through while you have me until next month? And, and you're supposed until to take the night next off, month. by the way. Oh, man. Well, you know, I should have, but it is what it is. But I missed you. I had to come on here. I had to say, hey. So how are you? Well, I, you may have talked about it. You, y'all might have already talked about it. But how are you sitting with the coaching staff? Because we haven't talked since they finalized it. Um, I. You know, I think I think Coley's a holdover. Um, I don't know how soon. I don't know how quick. I, th- I think it all depends. I- I'm still holding on hope that Joe Brady is the guy, uh, like next season or something like that. Um, the only like prayer I have, the only saving grace I see is that Coley isn't like the head coach. And and to be honest, I don't even think that David Coley would be a bad coach if he was with the proper organization. I. I don't think he's like great in any way. I don't think he's going to be this blockbuster head coach that's able to turn around an organization and get the most out of them. But I do think he could be serviceable. Uh, he has a great staff. You know, Pep Hamilton is great. Um, I'm I'm really shocked. A lot of people were talking about like Pep Hamilton. Like, uh, I can't believe Deshaun wants to stay. Like I, that's why they hired Pep Hamilton was to keep Deshaun here. I think they brought Pep here because they knew they were going to be developing a quarterback. That's honestly what I believe. I believe Pep was brought in. I, I forgot who put it out. It was on Reddit, but he, he's like the highest paid assistant coach in the league with the Texans. Um, so, I mean, they, they gave Pep offensive coordinator money. Yeah. Wow. And so it's one of the, it's, it's like my, my, it's probably wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if Deshaun doesn't come back if he's traded. If Tim Kelly moves on and they promote Pep, like that wouldn't shock me because of how much they're paying Pep Hamilton. Yeah, I I just wonder um, why Tim Kelly was kept. Not that I'm against it. I, I, I think he deserves an opportunity doing something on the offense for sure after last season. Um, and, and the fact they declined multiple requests to interview the, for an OC spot – um, but they, there's no way they thought that that was like the saving grace for Deshaun. They had an idea and, and, and then bringing in pep and all that. So, um, the coaching staff to me overall is a decent coaching staff. It's a lot better than what I expected. Um, I love the wide receiver coach from the lions. Uh, that tells me that we're going to go young at, at wide receiver and we're going to develop wide receivers as well. So this is a long haul build. Um, 
And it, don't be surprised if one of these assistant coaches is is in in the running for a head coaching position with the Texans in a year or two. Uh, I know a lot of people are pegging Josh McCown. I don't believe McCown is is the next head coach. I, I find that to be a bit of a stretch. Um, but you know, maybe Pep. Um, you know, maybe you know you're seeing a lot of out of the box hires this year, and then the year past, like Joe Judge, and then there was another one this year um, that just threw me off. The one, uh, the Lions head coach um, Dan Campbell. So I wouldn't be surprised if Pep or um, what's the head? Co- what's the wide receivers coach from the Lions? Why can't it Robert Parrish? Why am I thinking it's Parrish? No, what's his name? We need a stat guy, uh, kind of like a. You know, uh, like, usually I that. write this stuff down. <laughs> wasn't the uh, the Chargers hire? Wasn't he a box guy too, Brandon Staley? It's, nah, you, that, it's Robert. It's Robert Prince. Robert Prince. Prince. That's oh. it. That's it. No, uh, Stanley. Stanley is a uh, or Staley is a uh, that that was a risk hire, but uh, likely a likely a a high reward guy. He's basically the Joe Brady of defenses right now. So. Um, that makes a ton of sense. I, I think, especially with who they have at quarterback and the talent they have on defense, I think they saw what he did with the Rams defense and said, Oh my God, we have even better players on almost every part of the defense. It's going to be amazing to see what he can do. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think ultimately well, I mean, offense, offense is relatively fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that coaching staff at all. Like that's something to actually be a little bit excited about if, you know, our offense was, you know, if we actually knew what our offense was going to look like next year. Um, however, the problem, what about the defense, dude? What about the defense? You can't yeah. be happy about Levy Smith, right? Like, I'm surprised I haven't heard you screaming about that. I mean, it's hard to be mad about anything with this team anymore, to be honest with you. Like, uh, uh, like yeah, I can't. That's true. I don't have a piece in my like mentally to like be able to take on the the frustration that they have because or that they create. There's just so many surprising things that they do. Like the frustration level, it's, it's just football at the end of the day. Uh, I'm not I'm not at that place anymore where it's just like all right, I'm going to come on a roast. I mean, it, it's just too much. I've spent too much time on it. They've, they've been in my head a little too much for me to to warrant that. And um, you know, Lovey Smith a, a, a a tread, you know, a retread on defense, but somewhat of an interesting guy, you know, somewhat of an interesting guy, That's you know, I, I, you got the brains for it, but Tampa yeah. in any system, I don't even know how long ones who, who even runs a Tampa two system anymore. Nobody. Didn't work four or five years ago, you expected to work now. Yeah. I mean, Cole, I mean, well, I mean we don't, we don't have the personnel to run anything resembling a Tampa two. So I'm amazed I, they brought a guy oh. in that, is so far off from the personnel that we have. Mm, yeah. 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 Are we surprised that EB didn't get the head co- get a head coaching job? I'm not. Um, I'm not. I, and as yeah, everybody knows, it has nothing to do with the skin color. I just, I, I think it's, a, I think that shadow of Andy Reid is an extremely hard shadow to get out of. And then when you see what Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson just went, or, or Matt Nagy's going through and Doug Peterson went through, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a very interesting uh, dynamic, and I, I think he's going to have to go somewhere else to be able to prove that he can be a head coach. Then you add his past and his 22 years in the league and everything else, and now finally he gets a shot when he has the best quarterback in the league. I don't know, um, and he also doesn't interview well. I mean, it was documented he just doesn't interview well. Uh, they had 
they were going to go with EB. Um, that guy wanted like top three head coaching money. I mean, what can you do? That guy doesn't deserve top three head coaching money. He wanted roster control. Mm-hmm. You can't. And, uh, you know, so he pulled out of the, he pulled out of the deal when he wasn't getting what he wanted and turned him down. So, um, at the end of the day, I think EB's just going to kind of be a coordinator the rest of his life. It's not a bad thing, but you know, is what it is. What else, John, what else you got for me? You got me for eight minutes. Let's see eight minutes. Um, what did y'all talk about before I get off and get came on? Um, cause I'm sure you talked about David Johnson. Yeah. Um, Talk about are, the how are you feel, how are you feeling about how are you feeling about the running back room with David Johnson coming back? Oh, as long as it's him and Buddy, I actually feel pretty good about it. Um, I think you can add another guy, maybe a fourth or fifth round guy, um, and you know run run it back with the squad. Um, but I I like it. I, I like David Johnson and Buddy Howe. I, I I like what we saw from Buddy Howe when he did get snaps. I mean, he looked great. Uh, and then David, after the mental health stuff, I mean, he looked he looked fine too. Maybe it is Scotty Phillips, you know. Maybe it's, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's Demaria Crockett. Maybe it's Cron Higdon. I don't know. I mean, but I feel good about the running back. It's not it's the offensive line that's always going to be the issue for me. But they got rid of Mike Devlin, so like they can't be worse. They got rid. <laughs> they got rid of Mike Devlin, and they got rid. I, I, I'm why am I forgetting his name? The center, <laughs> Nick Martin. <laughs> Have a yeah, moment. Yeah. Nick yeah, Martin. Nick Martin's gone. So I'm seeing as how you've been one of his biggest haters. So yeah, and I hope then, we move well, Fulton. I hope we move Fulton to center and figure out that right guard spot. Cause I think I think that's that's the fitting I, I think that fits right there. Mike Davis would be interesting. So every, Mike Davis Mike would da- be interesting. Well, Mike Davis was trolling. Thanks, Jerome, for the thanks, Jerome, for the three minutes. He, he was by just the way. He was just uh, Mike Davis was just enjoying the uh, the attention on Twitter and he was having fun, but he came out and he said he has no idea what's going to happen. But would would you be happy with a Mike Davis David Johnson backfield? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's like the perfect one too. You know, to use David for what you would want him. You know, what you should be using him for. That, that's you know, Duke being gone kind of frees it up for for David to be able to be that kept, you know mm-hmm. uh, third down running back, that catching running back out of the backfield. Um, but ultimately, I mean, I think you can add anybody back there. Uh, but I do think that Buddy and, and David are, are, are a very good start. Um, I just hope that Buddy gets the chance. And if not him, then Scotty or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best point out of it is that you can add anybody back there behind David and you're going to have a pretty well-rounded room. I think the bigger question is the wide receivers at this point because we don't know what the hell is going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As far as drafting quarterbacks, I, I haven't – I haven't – I haven't – looked into it because I, I don't know I don't want to break down film on quarterbacks and then him him still be here um but but uh, I do like and this is gonna this is gonna probably I like Mac Jones a lot you like Mac Jones what I do came out of left field there I like so, Mac Jones a somebody, lot somebody um and I like who Zach was Wilson. It? somebody on Twitter pointed out the best scouting advice I've ever seen on on quarterbacks were they a high-level basketball player? Could they play basketball at a high level? That's kind of been a giveaway versus uh, seeing the field just a little bit better because you learn how to see the court, learns how ag- athletic you are. Whereas some of these guys, the, 
don't play basketball or a little bit more robotic, a little bit overcoached. And I think that that's the problem that you always have with Alabama quarterbacks. They have the best protection. They have the best receivers. They have the best running backs. And they usually get the best coaching on top of that. And then they come in the NFL and all of a sudden they don't have the best of everything. They're not used to chaos. And then they, you know, and then they struggle. So that's my issue of Mac Jones because it's the same thing. I mean, you go to Alabama, of course, you are physically gifted as like from measurable standpoint, you are probably the best quarterback in that recruiting class, but you go to Alabama and you never have to deal with chaos. And if you've never played basketball on top of that, you've never dealt with chaos. So that's why I'm out on Mac Jones. But Trey yeah, Lance, I think with the right coaching, he's, he's, he's my guy. Yeah. Okay. I like Justin Fields a lot too, but I just don't want to deal with David again. Um, Jerome T green. Thank you for the three ninety nine. Would y'all be okay with cooks wide receiver one? Yeah, absolutely. I think he showed, I think he showed the ability to be able to do that. Um, and I, I think that, you know, you just surround him with the right pieces. Randall Cobb will be there. Who knows? I, I think it's funny. Nobody knows what's going to happen with Kiki, but we saw Kiki go from diva to really mm-hmm. shine last season. So it's going to be interesting to see um, if he's given an opportunity. He, this is his contract year. So his best bet is to just kind of show up and, and, and grind it out and, and be the best player he can be. Um but yeah, I'm totally fine with uh with uh Cooks being wide receiver one. I do think that we should restructure that deal though. Yeah, it's got to be in- injury incentivized, right? That's the only thing about Cooks for me. Um, but I went to Tech, like I said, I've seen Kiki grow up, and I mean, it's a damn shame it took so long to use him, right? I mean, because he was a cover three killer. That's what his strength is: cover three killer, cover one over the top killer. That's what he vertical, you know, vertical slot. I never used him until last season, doing that at the end of the season. So. Damn shame. Same with David uh, Johnson. They didn't use him as a as a true receiver until the end of the season, using that big body to box out in the red zone, stuff like that. I was just like, now nah, you got to do this to me. Come on, guys. Like, but I'm I'm excited to see what they can do with it. It's just I think the number the wide receiver one and two is only only question mark. And Chad then maybe, Hansen, maybe. Say it again. Chad Hansen. Hansen, right? Uh, ooh, I forgot about Hansen actually. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Was he run? I, what? How fast was he anyway? Is like a four or five guy? He seems yeah, I think he's like yeah, I think he's Hansen, like four, five, four. He was actually a four four. He was a four four. four. He can he he was a four four. He can run a little nice bit. Nice routes on him though. He's got some nice routes. He does run some nice yeah. routes, but what what will he do without Deshaun Watson throwing him the ball? That is the question that everybody yeah. will be wondering. You need a lot of trust with him because he didn't get that much that much uh, separation. Yeah, okay. and then we also have Isaiah Coulter. So I like Coulter a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but yeah, John. What else? What else did I miss? Well, I think that's everything at this point. I mean, you know, by the time you're back next month, I'm sure a hundred different things will happen between now and then. When does free agency start? Does anybody know off the top of their head? March ninth, I think. Oh wow, like a week out. Let me check. Yeah, next time I was looking to be more caught up on. Um, Draft prospects and stuff like that. Did y'all talk about who else you think is going to get cut? Yep. Mm-hmm. You already did. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the, probably the biggest one we came up with with uh, was uh, March seventeenth. Oh, March seventeenth. March seventeenth. Or fifteenth. Sorry, fifteenth. Yep. Fifteenth. So yeah, you know, I said I said Whitney will be cut. We, we, we might actually we might actually have something to talk about. Whitney, Winnie will be cut, Roby will be cut, and then B Mac will be either be cut or traded. 
You really think they're going to cut Whitney with that cap yep. hit? Yep. You're going to pay him $10 million to not play? It's the only year we can we can. Yeah, do it. it's a COVID year, right? You're not making the money back anywhere. Oh. Hey, real quick. Yeah. Well, I forgot to mention this. I meant to mention this earlier, and I totally forgot. What if Deshaun Watson isn't traded and opts out for the 2021 season because of COVID? Mm. I'm not sure the contractual obligations for something like that, but damn, I got to process that one. I've seen that bounce around a little bit on Twitter, and he's probably still not going to get paid. Oh, he won't just get they paid. Haven't, they haven't, well, I mean, just coming for the uh, – with the um, – like, it's essentially the same as him opting out for any other reason. They just won't find him. So they don't have to pay his contract. His but contract doesn't accrue fined. a season, but he won't get fined. Right. So that's a that's like that's a net zero. So for the Texans, they still have the stronger hand in that because mm-hmm. his his contract doesn't accrue. Right. So for again, if they trade Deshaun, that's a twenty four million dollar cap hit. If he sits out, and they have the same COVID rules that they had this last year. It's a zero dollar um, cap hit. If they don't extend the COVID rules and it's just how it's supposed to be normal, then Deshaun will pay the franchise back twenty million dollars. So that's where Deshaun, where they keep talking about Deshaun doesn't have leverage. That's where it's coming from. Uh, he can't void his contract. If he voids his contract, he's retiring. Like that's his option. If he sits out, doesn't want to play for the Texans, and the Texans don't want to trade him, then he has to retire, and he can't come back to the NFL because he's still under contract for the Texans. Yeah, and I think Daniel – so before we get uh, to Daniel, Ivory uh, Vons, I, I think Fuller's gone. I think he goes to another team, probably Green Bay or something like that, but I uh, appreciate the donation. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, if you go back to the YouTube, uh, we talked about Will Fuller. Um, Daniel brings up a really good good point about the COVID part. He he'd basically be spitting on an entire. He'd be spitting in the face of people who have actually you know suffered from COVID and have lost family members. That's bad press. Um, and you got to take into account that he did not opt out last year. So why would you opt out this year? Um, so just an, just something else to think about. But I, I thought I thought that was uh, an interesting thing. I saw floated around. Um, mm. But yeah, PJ if Walker. We were, yeah. So, if we were like a respectable organization, we have something to lose by doing that to him. But because we're already the whale poo of the NFL right now, we've got nothing to lose. So let the cards well, play out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, draft is what? April something, right? So I'll be back on before then. Um, it's like April 21st or something like that. Oh. Yeah. And this is what I've been saying. I think that eventually Deshaun. Unless the Texans get blown away with a trade offer that allows them get, to get a quarterback that they truly want, because they know this season's a lost year. Mm-hmm. I just I can't see Deshaun actually sitting out for the entire season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jerome, I, I think you're right. I, if I was if I was Nick Asirio, he would be sitting. I wouldn't and I would do exactly what he's doing now. I wouldn't answer voicemails, I wouldn't answer texts, I wouldn't answer emails. He's our quarterback. That's it. And uh, I, I think that that's exactly where I would keep it. And I would not even – there would be no – I would tell David and Deshaun straight up, I'd, I'd invite him in for a meeting. 
I'd pay for the dinner, whatever it would be. I'm going to be very honest with you, Deshaun. We're not trading you. You're not going anywhere. And I really don't want this to be our relationship. I really don't want this to be how we move forward. But I'm going to let you know right now, you're not going anywhere. You're under contract. There's nothing you can do to avoid it. There's no way for you to get out of it. You are going to be a Houston Texan for the foreseeable future. If I decide to trade you, I will let you know. But outside of that, you're a Houston Texan for the next four years. So you can either man up and deal with it, or you can sit out and retire. But good luck winning while you're not playing. And if winning means as much as you say it does, and you want to be as legendary as you have stated in multiple press conferences, you'll suit up with that number four jersey with the Liberty White and the Battle Red and the Deep Steel Blue and the Color Rush Blue, and you will go out there and you will play your ass off and you will be the best quarterback that we know you can be. And if you do that, we will support you. Mm -hmm. But that's it. That's your only option. That's what I would do. Beautiful. Yes. I mean, that's what it is. That's what it is. You go in, you tell Deshaun, it's like, listen, you're playing your cards, having the media on your side to kind of push these rumors and to turn the heat up. Like, that's it. That's all he has. He has to use the media because the Texans don't have to do anything. Like, they can straight up tell Deshaun, we can't afford to trade you. We can't take the $24 million cap hit because if they trade them, they're getting penalized no matter what the return is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've said it even when this first started. It's like, let Deshaun sit for a year. Let us get the first round pick. The only person that really punishes is Deshaun because he loses a year where he's in his prime. Like, he he doesn't get that year back. Like, that's going to hurt him longer in his career. But quarterbacks play longer and longer. He may play into his 40s now. So, I mean, Brady's doing it. So let him take the year, get healthy, get the first round pick. And you know what? Maybe come back next offseason and figure it out because we're going to be a crappy team next year, even if Deshaun plays. So if you're Casario, like there really isn't like Deshaun wanting to sit out for a season is almost a blessing. Yeah. It's I, just and, and, the media. Antonia, uh, I hope I said that right. Uh, why the Houston media is taking a complete opposite position? Because you'll click on any link that has anything to do with Deshaun Watson or trade. Mm -hmm. They will, they are, they, this is a Houston sports dream right now. All of them. This Every is a national one. sports dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is this, everywhere. Like, if you talk about this, this is the top quarterback in the league winning off a team. And this is a team that's quiet, that doesn't have a real good media person anymore because of dumb decisions. They can't defend themselves. He has a legitimate case. This is clickbaity. Like, people love reading about this, people love having this discussion. This is why yep. we end up talking about it every week. So, of course, they're not going to say it in any reasonable way. But if you, there's smart guys out there, if you listen to them, there's there's some smart guys out there saying, "Ha, huh, the Texans don't have the Texans don't have to do anything." There's guys out there saying that this is media driven, and those are all correct. Like this is yep. media driven. This mm -hmm. is the show. Also, play card. Like, if I was Nick, I would also tell David straight up: you can cut the bullshit out with the Twitter. You can stop going to your sources. You can try to leak every information you want. I, I can care less if you have pictures of Jack with little kids in bed. Either way, this is not changing anything. So you might as well stop because you're spending way too much time on this. I'm letting you know right now, he is not going to be traded. So if you want to go to Demarius Smith or you want to go to the NFLPA or you want to go to Roger Goodell, feel free. But at the end of the day, the signature is at the bottom of that contract. 
I ultimately have the ability and the power to be able to do what I want with this future. I'm trying to work it out and make amends and make this work. You guys are not. So therefore, I'm letting you know where we stand and what we're doing. You can either come to work on April 21st when training camp starts, or you can tell your client why you lost him $158 million. Because that's going to be a conversation you're going to have to have with Deshaun, not me. And then see exactly what players right. sign with you. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. He's trying to play a game that unless the Texans get the return they want, they have no – they don't have to move. And using the media, that may be the only thing that it gets people – If there's a, a rumor out there that a team wants to give up two whole drafts for Deshaun. Who said that? Now, that nobody's doing that. It's, it's out there. It was on – I mean, not exactly – it wasn't exactly on a trustworthy source, but it's out there. I think it was NFL Rumors that um, retweeted it. But if you get that sort of return, then maybe Nick will pull the trigger. But that's it. Like the Texans have to get what they actually want out of it. And at this point, we've said it many, many times. There's not a team that has the assets to get Deshaun. It has the Texans can't lose this deal. Mm-hmm. So why would they trade him? We can't even if they had a star we can get back, we can't we can't fit him out of the uh, cap, right? Because of the dead money. So right. we couldn't even get a star they back. A rookie, right? They have to be on a rookie deal. That was what everybody was forgetting about Christian right. McCaffrey when that bullshit Panthers trade rumor got floated. Between the cap hits, like you literally can't afford them. Like you would have to cut players to make room for that contract. It doesn't make any sense. Right. So at the end of the day, he's got no market he can go to besides the the three main teams we're talking about. Carolina's barely in that because we don't want Teddy. So I think Carolina's heavy into it, to be honest with you. Right. I, I think, I, I think Carolina, Carolina wants to make it work, but they I think can't. Deshaun I think Deshaun wants to make it work with Carolina too. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure they want to, but Carolina doesn't have the assets to make it work. Like uh, again, you can't throw CMC on, you can't throw Teddy Bridgewater because of the cap hits. It would have to be maybe it would have to be Brian Burns and it would have to be the Panthers somehow have to get another first round pick that they don't have. Then maybe they can make that work. And then at that point, is it too painful for the Panthers? I don't know. I think that, and also when it comes to Casario and this whole like dealer dealing with David and, 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 and Deshaun, I'd start to play their game. That's the, I, I would start to get on their level. They're, they're leaking stuff to the media. They're, they're doing everything they can to try to gain the little leverage that they have. I would flip it right back on them in a press conference. I would invite David and Deshaun to sit in an interview and talk about what they're actually frustrated with on camera live so that the world can fucking see what it is that you're frustrated with so that we can have it, hear it from the two sources that are leaking all the information. I'd like to hear Deshaun come up and say, this is why I'm mad. And then see Nick respond in a way that we totally understand. And we made a mistake, but we're trying to correct that mistake. Is this mistake not correctable to you? Has nobody ever made a mistake to you or with you in your life in the past? Did you just burn them? This is no different. Like there's so many different things that they can do. They'll never do that because NFL is not a reality show, but there are things that Nick can do to really get like, turn it back around. They can turn it back around. Mm -hmm. And if they want to, they will. Mm-hmm. And then who knows where that goes in terms of like you know getting free agents stuff like that. I don't think I don't see them wanting to get free agents until 
they know they're not going to have to pay a premium for them, right? Yeah. So until this this showdown happens, right? What's the point of making any any moves until the until next offseason, right? So a hundred percent agree that needs to go down in some form or fashion, and that way one domino can lead to another. Perhaps we go get that Washington guard or something like that, Brandon Sheriff or somebody that's going to really make Sean happy. So. Yeah, and, and and John, as somebody says that I should I should work for the Texans and be this public's face. Uh, yeah. I, I actually sent. Remember how I told you, John, about your resume and doing a video thing? I actually did that and sent it to Nick, and told him that I would be the one that negotiates and talks with uh, Deshaun and David. <laughs> he didn't respond. He didn't, he, didn't, awesome. he, he didn't. He didn't respond. But that is awesome. It. That is awesome. I did, I did send it. I'll send it to you. I have a copy of it. I'll send it to you. Um, nice. We need to put it on YouTube. Uh, maybe you know maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll record one for YouTube um, specifically. You but go. yeah, this whole situation is just make that thing go viral. Mess. Yeah, and I mean. We say we just talked about why it's very unlikely that Deshaun gets traded. He still might. Somebody may come up with an offer that the Texans are happy with, but it should have never. It should never have been in this situation. And I like I. What sucks for for me is even talking about these things, like trying to talk about it rationally. I agree with Deshaun. If I was him, I'd be pissed too. I absolutely agree. I see where he's coming from. I know that there's people that are fanning the fire and keeping him pissed, but his reasons for being mad. If your boss lies to you, if you think you you're, you're told one thing, I totally would understand not wanting to continue to work for that boss, especially if you are, he's not just a regular employee. He's like the face of the franchise. He is. And what they ask quarterbacks to do, and especially in the NFL, what they ask every one of those players to put their bodies through. If you make a promise to one of those guys, you should follow through with it. And, if Cal McNair, Cal McNair can barely get through a sentence, I believe he has led Deshaun on because he doesn't know how to communicate with people. So I completely understand why Deshaun's pissed. But it's unfortunate he is if he wants to be an NFL quarterback, I, he doesn't really have the leverage that the media is trying to make him out to have. Yeah. And it but to be honest, I, like I don't think I don't think Cal's intentions were to lead him on. I don't think no, I think I that's just, just I, I think it's just bad communication. Everybody's been a part of that at work where you're either left yeah. out of the loop on an email chain or mm-hmm. you know whatever it would be like shit like that happens, you know. Like and I do think that they wanted them involved. I do think that I think things happen quick with Nick. I think things changed <sighs> on a dime. I think you know I think there's all sorts of moving pieces that people aren't talking yep. about and I think yeah, he does have a right to be upset. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he understands now at this point that um, that uh, that um, totally lost my train of thought with uh, laughing my ass off. Ari is so full of shit. I don't know what he's saying. No, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm well. I'm just gonna follow through. It's like I believe that Cal honestly thought that he was doing the right thing by Deshaun. Took him to dinner, heard him out, and thought that he was processing what Deshaun wanted with the GM, but Cal said something to Sean and then they go out and they hire a guy that they've been chasing for three years. So his actions and whatever he was said to Deshaun completely threw Deshaun for a loop. So I, I understand why Deshaun's pissed. Absolutely understand. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Uh, And and yeah, sure. They, they definitely should have communicated. I I agree. It is your job to communicate, but Mm -hmm. shit happens. 
Yeah. I think like the shot going, yeah. going above and beyond though to to really be the new icon and 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 turn the narrative uh into the NBA in terms of what you can get away with though. I think he wants to be that first player to be able to do something like this and navigate his way out of a <laughs> terrible situation that he's in. So I think I don't think it's him. I mean he wouldn't I don't think it's him. I, I think, think it's, it's I think it's David. David wants it to be the NBA because David then has more power as an agent. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jashan can give a shit if he's the player that starts the, the revolution. Yeah. I think it's David feeding and telling and leading and letting him know because, one, you know, it's all about the pitch, right? And anything you do, it's all about the pitch. Hey, you're never going to win in Houston. Look at what they're doing. But there's other organizations that we can build you around. And I know winning's really important, right? In sales, you always go with the emotional piece to get the buy-in first, because once they're emotionally attached, then they start to buy into the process that you're, that you're selling. So it's about winning and we can go to these three teams and I have a great relationship with Brian Flores and, and he, they're building a winning culture over there and you can be an icon. You could be the next Dan Marino. You love Dan Marino, right? And then, Oh yeah, I love, you know, all these. And, And so David's doing this because as an agent, he gets a ton more power. He has a ton more leverage in negotiations he has the ability to make the moves that are needed for the NFL to become the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately that's what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. No, fair enough. He'd be <laughs> the moment anybody wants anything goes wrong with their, their contract situation. They're going to be thinking of him over their own agent. Right. So they're going to try to do everything, everything, anything they can to get in front of him. If that happens. But yeah, you're hundred percent right. Yeah. I mean, right, my I've... guess is with the, uh, Bob McNair is first off, Deshaun was a rookie. And regardless of anything, when you're a rookie, you don't have that sort of power. Now Deshaun has been crowned one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So there's a little bit of a, of a flip there. And then first off, Bob McNair's comments, while they were horrible, weren't directly said in regards to Deshaun. Now, they were said about all the players so that he could have taken it like that. Whereas Cal promised Deshaun more power. And that's kind of what it got down to is Deshaun feels as though he was promised a voice and say in the direction of the franchise going forward versus a halfway racist comment. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Trying to think. Oh, I guess here, let's talk about this since maybe he's traded beforehand. Uh, Trade destinations and packages. Do you want to talk about that? For Deshaun, yeah. Uh, I mean, I like Miami's deal. That's the one that I can I like the most. Everybody knows what the, what the package would be. I think by now, what the three, uh, two, two of the three first rounders this year, right? And then one next year. Yep. And then who would be included on the side? Uh, who would be included on the side? What what players are Miami sending over? Maybe maybe Tua and Xavier. Right, right. Good thing. I mean, I would take that and just see what Tua can do. I don't really like him or hate him quite yet, but I'd take Devontae Parker, too, or one of them. Yeah? Yeah. What about you, John? I don't know. Whoever gives us the most first-round picks and the closest to the top of the draft. Like, we have to have a first, second, or third pick, I think. Like, I can't Right now, I believe the only team that can send over like truly a fair compensation and make it realistic is Miami. 
Um, the Jets have too many holes. Like if Deshaun wants to go to the Jets, then everything that's been said about about David is absolutely correct. He's pushing Deshaun to be more of a star instead of an instead of a good football player. Whereas he goes to Miami, he could potentially still win. The Dolphins have the extra first round pick, our first round pick, which feels dirty getting it back. And the problem there is they don't have the young talent to offset. Like unless you really want Tua, there's not really another young contract that's really a huge difference maker. What Miami's built on is they've gotten a lot of players correct, not just a few players correct. So, I mean, Xavier and Howard, as much as everybody wants them, it's that same problem. It's the salary cap hit. You've already got 24 million on the books. And then you've got Xavier and Howard, who has one of the most expensive um, contracts for a corner. At When he signed it, it was the, the top one. So that makes it harder to actually work in and fit him without further getting the Texans. So the Dolphins trade makes more sense. They just, even then, they still don't really have enough compensation. They don't have enough assets, in my opinion, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah, the only team that has the assets right now are, is is the New York Jets. Uh, the Jets uh, can... Washington, to me. Washington? Washington's got the assets, I would think. I mean, they have the players. too, But they don't have the picks. They pick too high. They don't have the draft picks. They pick they too high. Yeah, they're higher than they the don't. Panthers. You have yeah, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be getting as many. I don't think picks if we were to trade with them. But they have. Um, I saw a package with with Chase Young in it, and it was like two first rounders. I mean, yeah, but yeah, those two that's, first that's rounders are like number we, eleven. We, we've and lived that life. Yeah, right. Like we don't. We've had JJ Watt and no quarterback. Chase Young will not be JJ Watt, but it's the same problem, and that's ultimately how Casario is going to be judged. So honestly, I forgot about this. The Chargers sending Justin Herbert over with some first round picks. Like that's intriguing. But, but why, why would they do that when Justin's playing almost at the same level? Because you get Deshaun who Herbert is possibly gonna be Deshaun in a couple of years, but he's not quite there yet. Whereas Deshaun is an absolute star you bring them in over on the chargers and the chargers have been struggling for attendance. They've been struggling for attention. Um, so if you do Justin Herbert and two first round picks for Deshaun Watson, what the chargers actually get is it puts them directly into playoff contention. Um, Deshaun Watson on that team as built, that team is absolutely a threat in the playoffs as built. Like it's a talented team. Whereas Herbert and two first round picks over here, we get another quarterback on a rookie deal that has a lot of potential that succeeded under Pep Hamilton. We can see if we can continue to grow and then we can also, you know, start to reload with draft picks. So that one does make sense to me. And I don't know if that's serious, but it has been floated out, out there. Man, if we got that to happen, I would be ecstatic because I love Justin Herbert, man. He's, I'm, I was actually born in San Diego, so I'm a diehard Chargers fan, or I was until they moved, but if we got away with that, that would be a hell of a finesse from Casario. San Diego is my favorite city in the country, um, hands down. But oh, I, wow. I think the, I, I do think the only team that actually has the assets that would 
entice me enough to consider trading Deshaun Watson uh, is the New York Jets. Uh, they can send you on draft night. They can send you four first-round picks, um, I believe, in the next two years. And then you can also get Quentin Williams and Sam Darnold, who is a prospect I like a lot. Um, I think with Pep Hamilton, which is one of those X-factor coaches that um, people kind of seem to sweep to the side with, with Sam Darnold and, and get a right guard, I think you have a chance at, at rebuilding in a, in a much quicker pace than what you would with any of the other teams. Um, I just I don't think the Jets are willing to give up what it would take to get to Sean Watson. But ultimately, I think Quinnen would be great. Um, he has a great agent in, in Nicole Lynn, who is uh, probably fantastic to deal with. She's a good person, too. Um, Sam Darnold is a, a quarterback who has shown promise before just getting destroyed every single game. Uh, and then those four first-round picks. You know the Jets, even with Deshaun, the Jets roster is such a mess. I mean, such a mess that even next year, the, the Jets are probably going to go 4-12. and 12. So you're picking in the top 10 again with the Jets picks. Um, I, I think that the Jets can send you a package where this this Band-Aid, the Band-Aid is more of one of the, or I guess it would be more like stitches where they eventually just like dissolve. Um, I think it would dissolve a little bit quicker than than any of the other packages from any other team. I just don't know if they'll be able to get If Deshaun's telling the truth and he wants to win, then there's no way he'd accept it because what New- right. the New York Jets would have to do to get him over there he would essentially be reliving this season every year for yeah. the next three years. And that's best case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Okay. Uh, staff, I think, man, I want to see what the coaching staff can do. Because even if we kept him, I mean, who knows? Who knows? He has some solid pickups later in the draft and to see what these guys can do. I mean, it sounds like we're all pretty optimistic on the coaching staff. That could really be the X factor and going from six and whatever, six and 10 to eight and eight to whatever it might be. Right. Um, really curious to see what these guys do, even particularly the offensive line, right? To see if uh, if Deshaun can, you know, put his players in a position to get the stats, to get the opportunities. Because the Jets, the Jets don't even know what they have because they have no quarterback that can put up a consistent offense, right? So they don't even know what they have on offense right now because you know, you know how it is when we had Brock, right? So we they have no offensive that. line either. Yeah, they got nothing. So, but with a competent quarterback, well, they have no skill players. Try, they don't. Have- Name one skill player on the Jets that you would like to have on on the Texans, like Crowder. a running back, a tight end, or a receiver. Maybe Crowder. Crowder? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he's a slot it's receiver. Winter, um, you would probably discover somebody. But, but if you put Deshaun on the Jets, he's got a worse surrounding, worse surrounding cast than he even has here, and then they'll have no way of, of rebuilding. So it makes zero sense for him to actually go to the Jets. Yeah, I don't want to do a trade that we do. That I don't want to do any trade that we get a quarterback in return. That's all I know. I don't want a quarterback in return. I want a high yeah. draft so we can get our quarterback, right, with no habits or anything like that. I think it's harder to break those bad habits than to just to make your own habits out of the draft. I mean, two years of a rookie deal for Sam gives you also the opportunity to, one, evaluate, and then, two, you can also still take – with that number two pick a quarterback, if you want, and then all you're adding is, is more uh, draft capital to, or, or basically you're, you have a piece that you can trade, whether it be Sam who you can resurrect and turn back around for another pick or the young quarterback. If Sam ends up turning it around, I think ultimately for me, that's the, that's the thing that I like about it. And mm-hmm. on top of that, it's not even about getting Sam. Sam's like a throw in. 
Um, it's just about having a quarterback while the rookie learns or whatever it would be. But um, if you're getting four first-round picks and Quinn and Williams and Sam yeah. Stone into the deal, I just don't see a reason to not like it. No, you're right. You're actually not that. You know, it you depends on. You're not going to compete anyways with the salary cap situation, so you might as well carry an extra one, right? And then hopefully you you flip that thing, right? So it makes more sense actually. And then you know, you also don't know what the uh, Texans draft board looks. They may look at next year's QB board and decide that they would rather go after one of the quarterbacks from next year. So with all that draft capital that they bring in, like if they don't have a pick that's high enough, which they will because they're going to be bad. They can also trade up and go get whoever they want next year. It's not the same as this year where they're trying to trade up and get Trevor Lawrence. I think that if the Jaguars do not have the first round pick, if it's another team, that there is a very good chance that the Texans may have gone that direction. And I'm not even a big Trevor Lawrence fan. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't. At the end of the day, I don't think any team has enough to give me what I need or want to trade Deshaun Watson, which therefore just makes my statement even stronger. You're not going to be traded, right? So, in, in the event that this this showdown conversation goes down, right, and you know Deshaun or or David, you know, kind of wants to stick it through and see what happens. What is the first free agent we have to go to make him happy? Probably Fuller. Okay, so take Fuller out of the equation. Who's behind? What's the next move after for, you know? Oh, no, 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 no. Austin, uh, the conversation also goes where we're not here to make you happy. We're here to supply you with a team. Mm -hmm. We're here to provide you with talent to win and a competent coaching staff to get us to where we want to go, which ultimately is a championship. So you're going to have to trust in us and you're going to have to trust in our staff to be able to build that around you. If you have some, out, you know, a perspective or anything that you'd like us to look into, we'll definitely do so. But uh, making him happy that all goes out the window if he decides that he's sticking around, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But that's just – I'm a hardball guy. Because you could argue, right, he's going to give it his all no matter what happens anyways, right? So, that's what he says. Right, that's what he says. That's what his reputation is. So I, I get you. You're right. But anyways, regardless, what would be the move from a town perspective uh, for each of you guys? What's the first move you, you guys would make if y'all were Nick? I would sign Will Fuller. Okay, besides or, that, or, or franchise. We, know, we know the chemistry there, but besides that – if we had, uh, we had 16 million in cap space right now, so I'd yeah. sign I'd sign Jadavian Clowney for like six and a half million. <laughs> Damn, forgot about that. Oh, uh, the uh, center out of Green Bay, Lindley. Is that? I was going to say his name wrong, but yeah, the uh, center out of Green Bay. I'd go after him. Mm-hmm. You know, get us an actually competent center. I think that might make Deshaun a little happier, but I kind of agree with James like even more that I think about it this year is going to be so bad that it's kind of like Deshaun just sit just sit dude we're not spending money we don't have any money we're not drafting we don't have any draft picks just sit so next year we get higher draft capital and then we have all those contracts off the books just sit dude yeah and Daniel's point you know if if, if events fall in place and four stays in place does he used to become a place free agents want to be and, and play with four to be honest with you, I don't buy this whole um, narrative that free agents don't want to play here. Um, I think, sure, the top tiers of the world, uh, you're going to have to pay a little bit more to get them. But outside of that, everybody else, they're going to go where the opportunity lies. They're going to go where the contract is. This isn't the NBA. This is a totally different thing. Where are snaps? What does it look like? And what's the contract? That's, that's basically what it comes down to in the NFL. 
So, um, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't see that like this is like uh, nobody's ever going to sign here. Nah, the checks they they say a little different, and, and and it's different with the NFL because you're putting your fucking body on the line no matter what. So you cut the check, the guys are coming, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's there's always these rumors the guys turned them down, and usually those guys aren't even difference makers. Like, let's be honest, the the one guy that went to the Eagles because he supposedly was warned away by Kareem Jackson not to go to Texas. Um, he was cut 10 games into the, into the year. So it doesn't matter. Like the guys are going to pl- go to where they think they're going to get paid and where they're going to get an opportunity to make more money. Yeah. And, and to be clear also like uh, my stance on Deshaun, that's me coming from Nick Casario's perspective. Um, I want what's best for Deshaun at this point. Um and I think what's best is moving on. Um, I, I don't think that what's best for Deshaun is staying here. So I would prefer for Deshaun to be traded. But if I was Nick Casario, that's how I would approach the the table with David and Deshaun, just so everybody's clear. I don't want everybody to think that I'm over here trying to not be on Deshaun's side. I think Deshaun has every reason to be upset. But if I was in the business of keeping a player, um, that's what I would do. Hmm. It's probably a dumb question, guys, but um, I know are cash considerations possible for a trade like Sean to avoid not let the, the dead cap hurt us? Is that even possible? Um, from uh, what I've read, no, but okay. I could be wrong. I'm not the expert. Um, suit, uh, send at Texans Cap, um, he's the uh, salary cap expert for Texans Twitter. Um, he'll know, but my understanding from what I've read from his responses is that we're stuck with that cap hit. Like, there's nothing that can be done. Okay, cool. Okay. I think it's a good question. If Watson stays, can we be contenders in the next two years? I think it depends on what what. Like, I, I don't think staying is enough. I think I think he needs to buy in. I think he needs to understand the plan. I think he needs to be fully submerged in the next four years and understand that the next four years, no matter what you do or say, or do whatever David leaks, uh, you are a Houston Texan. So we can either make the most out of it, or you can just, you know, you can come in and, and, and do whatever you say you, you're going to do. But I do think that with Deshaun and after this year, I do think the team can build. And I think Nick's the right guy to build. I do think that he has the the potential to be a very good GM in this business. Um, but ultimately it just comes around to four. So yes, I do think in two years, I don't know about contenders. Contenders is, you know, and in my mind, a contender is a Super Bowl contender. I don't know if they can be Super Bowl contenders, but I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the playoffs and shocked some teams. Um, you, you can do that when you have four under center. Well, I'm going to actually make James happy with this answer. If Deshaun Watson really has that Mamba mentality that he said that he, that he was learning, then he can come in this year and we're going to be a playoff contender. Like as bad as the Texans are when you have Deshaun and if he's playing motivated at a high level and he's really playing with that, that fuck you mentality that, that Kobe always had. Cause remember when Kobe wanted to be traded, that's when he played his best ball. So mm-hmm. if Deshaun really has it now, yeah. With an easier schedule this year, we're, we're playoff contenders mm-hmm. um, still, even as bad as this roster is because our schedule is that much easier. 
And we have all those holes everywhere. So two years from now, with an actual adult running the team and bringing in actual players, but yeah, definitely. Well, it'd be nice to see the whole team play with that sense of grunginess that we hope Deshaun can play with next next season, right? Whereas you just, you know, this a fucking enthralled, pissed off Deshaun, right? Because the energy we had, <coughs> excuse me, the energy we had after we uh, got rid of uh, Bill O'Brien, man, you could see it through the entire team. So who knows? There's so many X factors. I think we don't even know what's going to happen. <coughs> so yeah, but the uh, attitude, with, with the attitude and, and the body language and the X's and O's. I mean, we have no idea. Lonnie Johnson could be a stud next year. Who knows? Lonnie has it in him to be a stud. Yeah, um, I, I, th- I think he'll. I think he'll. I think he'll have a very good year. Um, but. I mean, yeah, there's there's moves to be made on the defense to where you can turn it around rather quickly. Um, you know, if Gary Conley is um, is healthy and that nerve issue in his ankle is done and he's back to playing at the at the at the um, level he was playing at before, then you have your other corner. Uh, you know, if you can get a pass rusher with the money you freed up from JJ, well, then you have another pass rusher and you can let you know uh, Jacob and the pass rusher, and then you got to sign a defensive tackle because we just don't have one. So defensive tackle is, is like one, two for me in this in free agency or the draft. But I mean, you can, I mean, you definitely can. There's moves to be made. Um, you know, everybody's going to be dealing with the cap. <laughs> issue, so it's not going to be just us. Um, but I mean, you can do it. I just, I, I, I this coaching, like David Cooley, I don't know. I, we just got to see what this roster looks like before we can have an understanding of what potentially could happen. Yeah, we have no idea what the scheme is going to be at all, right? We haven't heard anything yet. Just, I mean, just three four versus four three, even basic stuff like that. Yeah, it'll be that. The it's, it's just guessing based on, on what Lovey's done in the past. It's going to be a four three right. uh, Tampa two variation because that's all he's ever coached. Every stop that he's ever had. So that's the assumption. And part of why you can let Watt go is you can actually not try and do bastardize that you can actually commit to something because that was one of the things with with Watt is you didn't play traditional defenses to allow Watt to be Watt. So we'll see. Yeah, Corey, uh, look, you're sending the farm, buddy. I'm not not sure what what you guys are doing up there in New York. I'm not sure if you got lost in the Bronx and are in an alley with somebody in a crack pipe next to you, but uh, you're sending the farm if you want Deshaun Watson. That, that's all there is to it, and that you, and that would be fair. That is correct. Fair. You send the, the only farm at that point, it might be fair. Yep. Yeah. So put the pipe down, buddy, because get prepared to send the farm and and and, and the crop. Okay, it's not just the farm <laughs> crop as well. So. Couldn't you argue? Couldn't you argue? Probably the farm is honor. <laughs> Couldn't you argue the Giants have a good shot of trading for Deshaun too? The Giants. See, that's what I'm saying. There's there's just yeah. there's teams that people aren't thinking about that have an opportunity. Um, but ultimately the only teams that the Texans are gonna deal with are teams with low with with high picks or low picks. I always get confused with draft. Right. Low low, I guess, technically, because the number's lower, but higher technically. Um, but yeah, it's all gonna be dependent on you know who can send a t- you know, multiple top five picks over the next two years. That's what it's going to come down to. Hmm. Yeah. All right. We're going to end it there. Um, Austin, 
thank you. Thank you for coming on. It was nice having you on. Likewise, Maybe. guys. I enjoyed it. Thank you, and thank you guys for bringing me on. Yeah, yeah. Let them know where they can find you. Yeah, Zero Truck Skivens is my uh, handle for uh, both Instagram and for Twitter. Um, and my name's Austin Tucker if you want to catch me on Facebook. So I'll see you guys around. Appreciate you guys uh, having me on, man. Man, we appreciate the drip around your neck, my guy. We appreciate the drip around my around your neck. I like it. Uh, all right. Uh, John, thanks for letting me host tonight. I'll be back in a month, guys. We'll ease back into this, and then we're going back to the old days of just me and John uh, being fans and just breaking down the game, letting you guys know kind of what we're, what, what we're seeing and what we like. Um, really appreciate you guys supporting me. I look forward to uh, talking to you guys soon. And with that being said, I'm Young Ari Gold signing off for Texans Unfiltered. We'll catch you guys next week.